Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, I'm Chris Camelon. I'm here with Amir Delic, buddy of mine. I've known each other for a while. This is for Cracked Rackets, Cracked Interviews page. And uh, again, I'm, I'm happy to talk to my buddy Amir. We actually worked together a long time sure ago, did. it feels like. So thanks for thanks for jumping on here with me for like, I think this is my second one. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to have you, man. How are you doing? Pleasure, pleasure. Doing great. Do you mind me asking who was the first one? <laughs> Lloyd was. Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd was the first uh, one. You let me like take a few swings at it. Uh, just, to, you know, so that, that, that helps. He's been doing Love really it. well. So it's kind of fun to, to, you know, get, get him going when things are going well. Do you, uh, awesome. do you watch a lot of tennis these days or not quite as much? That's a great question. Uh, this year I watched the finals of Wimbledon. I watched a couple sets of the finals of the French and maybe I watched a little bit of Ben Shelton's run at the Australian open, just uh, bits and pieces here and there. It was mostly like highlights or maybe caught a little bit of the live stuff. Uh, besides that, it's honestly, I've been following most of it on, on either on Twitter or, or the apps, just kind of checking the scores day or two afterwards. We're like, yeah, I wonder, you know, who, who did yeah. what here? Um, and and that's honestly about it. Uh, you know, and there, there are multiple reasons for that. Uh, <laughs> number one, we, we honestly, I have two little kids. I have a seven-year-old, almost a seven and, and a four. Uh, you know, when we do watch TV, it's mostly something Disney. Uh, so <laughs> we don't really get to watch live sports that much. Um, and then, you know, work and, and, and other activities that are, that, and hobbies that have, uh, these days keep him busy instead of, uh, kind of being glued to the TV. But I do still love, uh, you know, connecting with some of the, some of the friends in that world. And, uh, you know, I've, one of my best friends is David Witt, who's coaching Jess Pagula, you know, oh, right. last night she, she beat, you know, beat Iga. Uh, and so I, you know, saw that, saw that headline in a quick you know, text exchange with him, like, Hey man, that's awesome. So, cause I'm happy for so him. Good. I know he's been, he's, he's one of the best. Uh, I've known him since I was 15 years old. Uh, so just, you know, he's been, obviously spent many years with Venus and now he's doing a great job with Jess. And so little things here and there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into more, more other connections, yeah. but, uh, in, 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 uh, you know, long story short, very from, from, from afar, uh, that, that, that I do pay attention to it. Uh, so. Well, when we, we first met, obviously, you just finished the year in Florida. I mean, I know that you've got buddies yeah. that still play, that coach. I know you did some coaching. That's where we met, obviously, here in Austin doing yeah. some coaching. But not really – did you ever think about either coaching or even, like, doing, like, a tennis media thing? Did you ever – that sort of ever – when you got done out of school, I know you went back to get your degree as yeah. well. But that didn't really tickle the fancy at all? Uh, no. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I stayed – so I, I played my last year on the tour of 2012, hurt my knee for the second time. Uh, that was at the Queens Club uh, right before, you know, a couple of weeks or a few weeks before I turned 30. And uh, I said, that was it. I'm done. Um, and then I, uh, you, you know, most of the story, but I was giving a quick, quick sort of highlight of, of, of the timeline, I guess, from then to, to now. Um I, uh, I was very lucky uh, that Mr. Brian Shelton, uh, at the time was took over university of Florida right. and I was actually still in London, um, still in London, kind of figuring out like my knee was swollen, tr trying to figure out how to get back to the States. Uh, and, and at the time, actually my now wife was getting this massive promotion to move to, to Denver. And, um, and so she was doing that. I was I already had an engagement ring looking to like, eventually I knew I, knew I was going to be done and leave Florida I just wasn't sure where I was going to go. Um, and then Brian was kind enough to be like, Hey man, um, 
not sure not sure if you have any thoughts ever, ever thought about doing this but I'd love for you to come in and check out uh you know in Gainesville see I, we know obviously you had a good experience on, on you know playing college tennis and enjoy the platform maybe maybe you can help me tra- you know uh kind of change some of the culture here University of Florida and and you know turn this this into a a a, a powerhouse which should it should have been Florida should always have been yeah. uh, uh uh you know a a, a much 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 better producer of, of, of talent and uh, and results and so i um you know i was 29 about to be 30 selfishly uh and brian knows this i i told i was like you know what i want to come in i just want to go through the interview process i've never in my life had a i never worked for anybody <laughs> yeah. i wanted to i wanted to just kind of go through the official uh, even though it was a tennis job it was still you know uh, i never had to report to anybody before it was just i was my own boss and so uh, i did it and spent the, spent the afternoon with Brian and and I've I you know I've known Brian since I was in juniors and and obviously followed what he did at Georgia Tech with the women's uh, program and he was always just a stand up guy just incredible character that I knew you know uh, moral compass was was pointed in the right way and then he was going to do everything he touches he was going to do it with absolute professionalism um, and so I said you know hey. A lo- love it and and he had a few other people to interview um and uh i actually went to visit my then fiance in uh uh um, in in denver and i told her i was like you know i did this interview i, I don't know if anything's going to come out of it but right. um long story short brian brian calls me he's like hey the job is yours if you want to take it and so now i was like at a crossroads i was like okay now now it's real do want to go back and do this. I did have such great memories, you know, spending time at University of Illinois with Craig and and the team and always believed that college platform is a great stepping stone for so so many players that that in juniors are just not ready to 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 be right. the pros. And we know all the stats now, the maturity and all that other stuff. It takes a little bit longer. Guys are playing longer. So for me it was the absolute greatest uh uh way to 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 learn to become more independent and, and kind of get me ready for, for playing on a tour. And I know so many others have uh, done the same. And obviously the result, results are uh, showing there's a lot more guys that have played college tennis that are top hundred that are, you know, uh, that are making some noise out there and it's great to see it. And so I, um, I took the position, I took the position in the University of Florida and it was, it was one of the best years, but also one of the most stressful years because again, I was, doing the long distance on the personal side. Finally, I had to make a decision to jump out of there. But to this day, I, you know, still keep in touch with, with, with Brian, still keep in touch with coach uh, P Perelman, who was there and was a great mentor. Um, You know, we, we briefly touched on Ben Shelton. Ben was, Ben wasn't even playing tennis at the time. He was like, he would come out in the mornings and I would hit a little bit, you know, some mini tennis with them. His dad would work with them like in the mornings here and there. But, uh, you know, never really thought that he would be, you know, what he yeah. is today. One of the, one of the up and coming stars. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the 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 background on that. So, it, but like, so I mean, yeah, I'm with you. By the way, with Brian, yeah. I don't, he yeah. probably didn't even remember me. I, he, you know, I've I've met him several times. Had some yeah. dual matches against Florida. He's the absolute best. Love him. Oh, so absolutely. I know college didn't. But listen, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. I know you a Davis Cup captain as well, and you've done. I know that yeah. most of you guys with the media or either being on TV or being a pro coach as well, yeah. I know you've had chances to kind of get in that game. Are you yeah. like, where you're vocal about it's like, I don't want to travel. So like, I'm not doing that. It's just not. So, part of the equation. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of combination. Like I, I wanted to stay involved with tennis, but I did not want the day-to-day grind of getting back out there on the tour, doing like all the other things as yeah. you know, if 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 tennis or professional tennis especially was just about hitting balls and actually working on on stuff it's you know it w- it would be a lot easier but it's not there is all these other things that that you have to take care of uh obviously health finances i mean travel logistics uh yeah. family relationships you know players family relationships the, <laughs> the your own personal you you got all kinds of politics and 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 yeah. agents and you name it and so I, I did not, I had zero interest in that. And so, um, and how the, the, you mentioned a Davis cup opportunity. That was, that was an opportunity that was, 
that was something, you know, a way of me to try to give back and at least, you know, help kind of guide some of the, some of the up and coming talent at the time uh, that was, that was in Bosnia that I knew that yeah. didn't have the resources. Uh, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have, you know, given the money to the foundation or, or, the, or the, 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 the tennis federation and built courts and whatever, but I, but I wasn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to do that. So I thought the next best thing would be for me to help out with, the Davis Cup, and, and and you know, at the time, you know, Damir Jumhur was coming up, uh, Tomislav Brkic, Mirza Basic, all these guys. You know, Damir ended up being you know twenty something in the world. Mirza won a couple ATP titles and made it to uh, uh, you know sixty or seventy in the world. Tomislav Brkic top fifteen in the world in doubles, and so I got to like play a little bit with those guys, and then um, and then also just guide him a little bit more and 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 because again they they didn't have the resources and thankfully you know they 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 were able to get out of the get out of the bosnia and like travel a little bit and and make a little bit of money and and like i said make a splash on the on the on the scene but for me personally that was that was a good way for me to 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 fill my bucket of you know the the, the being connected to tennis um but without all the other all the other yeah. politics and and the mess, uh, even that like even though that was like you know two three times a year, and then the whole shift in the Davis Cup format with the ITF that was a whole different animal. Um, um, it was still like the, the 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 weeks were like there was a lot of it was fun it was great, but it was also a lot a lot a lot of pressure, um, and um, and and a uh, again you know glad glad that I did it. Glad I did. I think. I think. I, I feel like. I think I added some that benefit to to the to the to the guys. And I think they. I know uh, there was one thing that was. Uh, I think would be interesting from a data stand, like data perspective. Take a look at like the the when if the Davis Cup like goes on and wins a match, like a Davis Cup tie, the following weeks, you know, the the the, the, the those guys if they won, if they they ended up like you know, doing better than versus the guys that, that didn't, I think, because I, I felt like every time we won a match the following, you know, next week or two, it was like, it was sort of like this momentum uh, uh, for, for the guys and they, they all, yeah. they all tended to do well. Um, and so, so that was kind of, you know, it, it was fun, but again, you know, that was, that was it. And then, and, uh, and then finally, once I had the kids um, and I, I, you know, my full-time job, I still travel a lot for, 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 for my for my day-to-day job and so at that point i had to make a decision i was like okay i can't i can't you know spend another call it a month on the road during a during a year maybe three weeks at least to do something else that's you know kind of it was selfish you know i wasn't making money out of it it was just like me being staying staying connected and kind of uh helping kind of guide and mentor some of the guys so i said listen priorities have shifted i got kids i got a full-time job it's it. This is it's time for somebody else to jump in here. <laughs> and from the media, the last last week, lastly, the media. Honestly, I uh, man, I talked. To, I talked to some of the folks, but I never, never, ever pursued it. Um, yeah. I uh, and I'm sure they'd love to have you, man. You know what I mean? Like, to be <laughs> I think they'd like to have. Yeah. You. I know. Like I, I know, know people have yeah. their own opinions on the tennis media as much as I'm kind of pretending yeah. to be one right now. But yeah, uh, it. It, uh, I'm it sure be, have you. yeah yeah i mean you know i uh i mean i have i, I speak i spent a good amount of time with, with with james blake and 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 roddick and and uh and some of these guys like like you know a- andy kind of does it does it at his own pace uh he, and he sure, like, like dictates his own terms clearly 100 100 percent. that's i'm that's, not leaving my house i see him every day on tv and he's like uh, AirPods in, like different haircut each yeah. day, and I'm like, this guy's yeah. just doing whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> he, yeah, no, it's it's good, and that's and listen, he's earned the right to do no that. question. And, and obviously, you know the the tennis channels and ESPN. I don't, I don't even know who else he does it with, but they uh, they uh, I think they figured out you know that's that's kind of the formula right now that nobody's like over committing to each other, and they it seems 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 to work. Um, I know James obviously is a little bit more committed, and I think I think he does a good job. Is he um, out there? He's out in LA. Has to be right. More often, he's yeah. He he lives in San Diego, but I think he goes up to LA, and then he like you know during the summer swing, he's up in Connecticut. Uh, so he'll go to ESPN and, and right. US Open and doing all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy. I love Andy. Honestly, I just think he speaks really on. I mean, I think all you guys would. I think he just speaks. Yeah. 
really honestly about it. I mean, uh, let me let me ask you. I mean, I know you, you maybe yeah, not yeah. keep in touch with yeah. Dennis the same way, but he said it as well. What what are you seeing now, just in terms of the level? Like, what's like the big difference for when you were around fifty in the world? Yeah, what you're seeing now, I I can tell you even around like watching college tennis being around that or like watching some of my buddies play pros there obviously were way better than I was, but I found it's like the pace of play, man. is just like, it's crazy. I, anytime I watch or I'm out there hitting, I'm like, the ball is moving so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, so no, what, what are yeah, you I, watching or you're on the court occasionally or having yeah. the last five years? What's the difference between the level you felt you brought when you were at the top of your game, which is, you know, playing main yeah, yeah. rounds versus yeah. what you see now. Yeah. I mean, I would say the, the athleticism just keeps improving. Um, you know, you know, I, I played, you know, it's funny. I was, I was watching the last match I told you I watched was the finals of, of Wimbledon. Not even Alcaraz. a <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Alcaraz and Alcaraz and Djokovic and like, and like, you know, I've played Novak, you know, a couple of times. And at Wimbledon one year, 2007, and, and Australian Open in 09. And, and uh, it was like famous when it happened, your Australian Open match with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, so he was a defending champion then. But it was, but you no, know, it, was, it was more like, you know, I actually just just for shits and giggles, uh, I don't know if we can cuss him on this, but uh, uh, I, uh, so I, I told you, I have, I have a daughter that's, that's, that's almost seven. And so she, she started taking her first like tennis lessons not by me like somebody else is doing Good. it so you don't need to she do enjoys that. it she's she, she has some friends in her first you know kindergarten now first grade that are doing it so um and so she it froze on me like i just kind of yeah. asked you know when you do watch what, what's your the feeling of, of yeah. like of when you played like you said yeah let's call it 10 years ago versus yeah. what you see now and just watching these guys. Cause again, it's, I look at it, man. And I'm like, they're only getting better. Like I know the top end is kind of, uh, I'm like, it's not some of these guys. I'm like, it's not even close to how it was 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah I would say, um, so I started telling a story of, of me catching the finals of the Wimbledon and then my daughter seeing a little bit of it. And then just my, my wife said, Hey, you know, Amelia, daddy used to play tennis too. And so I actually pulled up a video of me playing Djokovic in 2009 Australian Open. Yeah, it looked uh, a little bit fuzzy. It wasn't like an HD video, but it, like, I know how well I played back then. Like, and I felt like I was ripping balls and you know, I was serving 140 mile an hour serves and whatnot, but it still looked like slow motion comparing to, comparing to today. And it was just like, and, and I mean, I, I wouldn't even imagine what it was like for me to go step on the court right now, hit, you know, hit balls with Carlos, like, catching one handers above my and I'm six five. Like it would be just like a disaster. Like, no thanks. I'm out. Sticking to pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get to that for sure. I'm gonna ask, we'll get to we'll that. Get to that. The, you know, so you met that kind of group of American guys in juniors first, like Andy, Marty, and Robbie and Jay. Was that juniors when you first met them? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a mix. It was a mix. So uh as you recall, like you know, I didn't I didn't come to the United States until nineteen ninety six. Right. So I was turning uh, 13 turning 14 that summer i didn't really get to start playing designated florida events until i was 16 it was my second year in 16s and so like you know seeing andy for the first time seeing bogey bogomolo at the time uh you know marty fish um and then and then some of the other like Ginepri, kind of like first year in 18 started you know because then i was able to play some of the national tournaments as well so um that, that was kind of like my first entry. But again, you know, when you're, when you're meeting some of these guys, like, you know, maybe, you know, Andy at the time knew that he was going to be like top hundred, but everybody else was just like you know, dreaming about it. Maybe I certainly wasn't, you know, I, I was just like happy to get a, get a crack at, you know, some coaches coming to look at me to play, 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 uh, play college tennis. And so, um, but then once you, once we all got out there, um, you know, early on. So after, after, you know, the NCAs and, you know, my, I was very fortunate to have an amazing coach, Ricardo Acuna, who came out and was a part of the USTA and had Rajiv Ram, Bobby Reynolds, Brian Baker, and me kind of under the, under the umbrella. 
John Isner came in a little bit, you know, a year or two uh, later um, under the same umbrella. And it was like a mix of, mix of other guys that kind of came through. But, um, you know, at that at once, I, once I came out, so 2003, at that point, you know, James Blake was established. Marty was already, you know, top 100. And, um, and, and, even and uh, same thing, <laughs> same thing, same thing with Naps. Yeah. Well, a- Andy obviously did win the US Open. So he was, he was on a whole different right. uh, 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 planet versus, uh, you know, but, but uh, we had a, we had an awesome, like, you know, group of guys that would just kind of get together and, and practice together and, and, you know, be competitive, but then also like socially, you know, hang out and, and kind of build, um, build, build relationships and, and, uh, you know, you know, some of the names that I rattled off right there, you know, Bobby ended up being, you know, a groomsman in my wedding and, and, uh, you know, introduced me to my wife. And, and so, uh, you know, Pats kind of end up zigzagging, crossing like you know James Blake and I. We we talk quite a bit right now because we're involved involved on the pickleball right. front. Marty and I did some other stuff on, on the business front. Andy and I are doing uh, a lot of stuff on the charity. And oh, by the way, we you know we we we, love, we all love to play golf, so we're we're both like golf fanatics. So so anyway, yeah. so we're we're a lot a lot of those relationships are kind of rekindling now after the competitive spirits and maybe you know calm down a little bit um you pick them up uh, in different yeah, regions no, these, these now are, though it's just not tennis you, 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 pick you up. Really do. exactly exactly which is kind of fun yeah i imagine like you said it's i mean the guys that i grew up obviously knowing as well i mean u.s around that time when you were getting out of school it there's obviously three or four guys that ended up being higher like getting up there like later in the 2000s but it was more closer to being like 10 11 12 guys deep in terms of guys that played atp tournaments or or like we're pushing to win challengers depending on where the ranking was that week. So I imagine it was just like an awesome time to like, really, like you said, cause that's, you know, you, you rattled off like Baker and, and Rajiv and Bobby yeah. and Mike. And then like you said, then you're still obviously around kind of the guys maybe that are higher. I mean, you guys are all trained together. I mean, Florida was such a huge hothead yeah. as well for training. So I just imagine yeah. like when you, when you kind of think back on that, do you, I assume for, you know, when you look back or think back on it, it's, it's always the in-between times. It's always like the trainings and the, and just like life on the road. That's like so hard to replicate. And it's just so awesome. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome at times. It was, uh, you know, it was tough at times as well, because I mean, I don't care if you're traveling to Hawaii, you know, 35 weeks out of the year, it kind of gets, it gets old, it gets boring. Right. Uh, not, not boring. I take it back. I mean, like it's a grind. You know, it's hard. It, it's, it's a grind. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, I, I was, so I was very fortunate. My wife and I, we just went to Greece uh, last week. Uh, we went to, went to Athens and then went to Mykonos, one of the islands. Um, last time I was in Greece, it was 2008. It was a different island. We went to Rhodes, which was, it was a hardcore tournament, a challenger that was right. I think it was in between. It was either right before the French or right after the French. There was kind of like a weird gap, weird window. 2000. So if you recall, 2008, it's global financial crisis. The crisis is, and especially Greece. Meanwhile, Greece, who's been bankrupt after the after the olympics in 2004 we're on this island and it is howling 30 40 mile an hour winds right courts the hard courts are like glistening how fast they are uh it's like brutal conditions but it's and we're like put up in this hotel like we were the only like because it was out of season we're the only ones staying there first round i had to play um Joachim Johansson, pin pin. Okay. Just clipping ball. He's blasting. <laughs> He's blasting serves. I'm hitting, you know, blasting serves. It's like, you know, one and a half shot yeah. rallies. And, um, and, you know, I, I beat him. And then I, I think I, I lost to Duty Sailor, I remember, uh, who was just incredible on hard courts. And, but it was like, he's one of those, like, okay, I just beat a guy who was like former top 10 in the world. I just lost a guy who's, you know, still, it was his top hundred at the time. And, and I'm like, I traveled across the world and it was for, you know, lost money. Yeah, <laughs> technically. Lost money. And, and I got, and I got maybe like netted out maybe two points, uh, ATP points. Cause I don't know how, I don't know what I had coming off or maybe I even lost. I don't know. It was just like, 
And so, and so it was just the contrast that to like my vacation trip that we just went, you know, went to right now when people ask me like, have you been to Greece? I'm like, yeah, but I really want to talk about it. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's just so, so anyway, so uh, going back to, you know, the, the travel, but what made those trips like, you know, it sounds like I'm whining about it or whatever, but like what made, we still had some like good memories because at, I think, I think Kendrick was there. Um, there was definitely like a few other uh, American guys. And so we made, we made the most out of it. We made fun of it, you know, had some good dinners to just kind of, you know, these are, these are the life experience that we're going to be able to share for the rest of our lives. Good, good, you know, good or bad. Uh, but, uh, but it's, you know, it was, I was happy and fortunate to have some of those guys that, that you know, that are becoming my long-term yeah. friends. You know, the thing about, you know, you obviously, you know, you, you, the, the challenger, the challenger stuff, we've talked about it before. It, it seems as I've tried to like talk to people that did it a lot, whether they're in and out of it, or even if they're find themselves kind of bumping back into futures at times, it, it seems like it's so insane because it feels like the place where you've got to really like squeeze the hardest and like not let go of the rope. But like you said, it's such a brutal experience. It like, it's so inhuman to not just wave it off. You know what I mean? Like to, to resist the urge to just wave it off. If it's like, especially at the end of the season, I know you've been, you had kind of a litany of, of, of injury history. I mean, I imagine you could just tell me story after story, but in terms of just like what you felt like the mental experience was of like kind of making a choice almost to am I letting go of the rope today or am I like, how am I going to like plant my feet here and like make a push? Because it seems yeah. like it's a real, assuming your body's there yeah. with you, man, it just, it's the one place where I would totally get people checking out. And it's like the one place where like, you can't do it because you've got to try to level up there. And yeah. it's almost more forgiving when you're at the top at times. I know the level's different, but it, from an emotional standpoint, it seems like it's maybe easier. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, I have had these conversations, you know, even with, with uh, many men and many people, uh, since and, and definitely during, during all those experiences and, you know, sports psychologists and all that stuff. It's a, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, listen, any, any, any anything you want to become the best at will will challenge you and make you want to quit yeah. many times. So you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer right now. I'm sure. I can never touch the bar it. again. There's no way I'm getting in a different profession. Exactly. I had to move state. Like it's never exactly. happening. I can't. I know. I know. I'm not exactly. strong enough to do it again. Exactly. I mean, there's many things that I like. If I had to do it again right now, I'd be like, nope, I'm out. So, um, it's it's just. You know, you a little bit of different wire wiring in your brain that you you, you kind of have to have, and and uh, in order to 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 push yourself through that. I mean, like full transparency, I was um, I was ready to quit in two thousand six. Just three um, years after you were done I, at his college. Just three three years after, and I you know I came out and I kind of went on a decent run. I mean, I got to you know one fifty kind of quickly. Uh, relatively quickly call it like a year out that's maybe quick, man. Like 12 months and uh 150 that's quick. and uh i mean you know made it made a run like fun like actually the dallas challenger quality made the finals then like i don't know start, started doing some other stuff and and i can't remember exactly what it was but but kind of got me up there and then i started having you know ankle injuries so then i like kind of slow down take a step back and then i i don't know it was kind of back and forth. Like it was never really like two steps forward. It was, it was getting frustrated. And then I had a really, really bad injury, um, in 2006. Um, it was actually, well, first it was bad in 2005, uh, at a challenger right to like stretch it off, uh, bad ankle. Um, and then kind of came back beginning of next year, kind of started making a little run and, and, um, rolled my ankle again, really, really bad. Um, and at the time I was working with Dean Goldfine and I was like 130, 140 or 150 in the world, call it. And I was, I was trying to make that like next big push, like just cause that's the biggest push, like 150 to like, to get to inside hundred, you, you have to, you have to win. 
Like you have to win, you have to make a run at an ATP event, but on challenger levels, like you have to win. Yeah. You can't just like, you know, quarters, whatever. Um, and I was getting really like, I felt like I was financially like all, uh, I mean, I, every dollar that I made, I put back in, into, in, into me. I invested in myself. I always looked at it. It wasn't an expense. It was an investment. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, just give a little bit more context, like, my parents, we came yeah. here as refugees, didn't came with a thousand bucks, didn't have like never asked a dime off of my parents. Everything was off of my own PL. Like I never I didn't have the sponsors, you know, uh some big money guy that was that was paying for me. No, it was I had everything what I that I earned on the court. If I played some exos or something, that was it. Or um, you know, a little bit of money that I got from Nike or Wilson. That was it. Um so I was investing everything in, in, in me and, 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 uh, and, um, and I just like, I went to Wimbledon that year and felt like I was great shape playing well and just like lost first round of qualities. And I was just like, I'm done. I, I, cause I knew at that point I was like, you know what, if I, if I finish this summer, I can go back to school this fall. Because I always had an option to go back to University of Illinois, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to school, and I'm, I'm, this, this is not for me. Um, I'm, I'm ready to, because you know, my parents never got a college degree. I was like, I, I need to go back and get my degree and and uh, and find a real job. And um, and that summer, actually, Ed Wimbledon, I, I got into, uh, got into doubles in the main draw of doubles with Jordan Kerr, and the draw comes out. And we're playing the Bryan brothers. Yeah. And so, so we have, I don't know, five, six days before, before we play. And I was at a, uh, at a bar with a mentor of mine, a really good friend, uh, Kevin O'Connor, who was running Saddlebrook. Uh, he's one of the head people at Lagardere global now, but he was always the guy that kind of was, was the handler down at Saddlebrook for, for, from Sampras to career to over. And, Kevin and I had this like kind of heart to heart conversation and I was just telling him like, I'm done quitting. He's he's like, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to give it all you have like the rest of this, this year in December. If you go backwards, you are, you, you're done. You can, you can do your, uh, you know, you can go to school and, uh, and do whatever you just told me to do, but like, you got to give it a run and let's, I'll help you out with some stuff and, you know, get you a place and whatnot. And, um, and so that's kind of exactly what happened. I um, I went back to Jacksonville, Florida, and I actually there was a guy by the name of Paul Pistani, who was who was working. He worked with Robbie Ginepri when Neps made the fin- uh, semifinals of U.S. Open. Uh, worked with Gimel Staub a bunch of years, and he had just happened to be living in, in Amelia Island, just near where my parents live. And he was like a great, just like a motivator slash like conditioning coach. And just I got into like the best shape of my life. And I went on like a, on a, on a tear. I think I won two or three challengers made like three other finals and just kind of went from, cause I dropped to 200 to like, you know, top hundred all in within like four months. Um, and it was like, I was having so much fun and, and, and all this stuff. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, so then kind of they extended my career, but, um, but there was so many, like, you know, 2006 was obviously a, a, a full on example of like just me wanting to quit. And then, uh, even in college, you know, there was a time, you know, I broke my, broke my wrist my freshman year in college. And I was like, I, I went back out and I, and I lost like four matches in a row for, for University of Illinois and like decided matches. And I was just like, man, I'm not made for this. And so, yeah, you, you have to kind of, um, you know, there, there's going to be even for the best, there's going to be, you know, uh, hurdles where you get to the walls where you're like, do I take a step back? Do I pull out or do I find a way to, to take another step back, step forward and, and, uh, battle. And so that's kind of tennis. I mean, as you know, most of the people will lose, you'll lose 50% of the points most of the time when you play matches. So you got to figure out how to bounce back every time, every point. Yeah. I, I want to really quick something on the left thing, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm always interested in, you know, like the brackets or, or, you know, like the thresholds of, okay, you're 500. What does it take to really be 350? And the, and I said, you've obviously said that 150 to let's call it more like 80, whether for yeah. personally or for what you kind of see, or maybe other people you've talked to, like what worked for them. It's, it's a little open-ended, but 
you know, what worked and yeah. what, what, you know, when, when you were more in that I'm playing main draw ATPs versus I'm running yeah. challenger level calendar and not, not yeah. like those are much different, but for you or for anybody else, what do you feel like is kind of the difference there? Just, uh, it's the consistency. You have to have some sort of a weapon, but it's it's the, just the consistent consist, consistency uh, in and out every match, every every practice. It's um you know, and and I can I can look back and literally at my performance, knowing like when I was you know putting into work on on you know conditioning and and everything else while I was healthy, I knew that direct correlation my results were you know positive. Um, but then if, if I, if I couldn't practice because of some injury and then I, uh, you know, if I, if I was mentally checked out for some reason, God knows what, you know, uh, it's just a direct correlation. It's like, you can't at that level, you cannot, you can maybe fake it one and get lucky one or two matches, but it's, uh, in, in the long run, you're, you're, um, it, it's, you're going to get, you're going to get, uh, exposed. It's, um, and so, so the difference between like the guys that are call it 80 in the world are the guys that are usually very consistent, but maybe they have some weapons, but nothing really like glaring. I was, I got to 60 in the world, but I was like a completely different, I would say compared to some of the other folks, because I, I had the, a lot of weapons relatively, you know, big serve. I could come into the net. I was athletic for a six, five guy, uh, make, guys uncomfortable um but i was inconsistent i was inconsistent also because uh like returns were my weakness and uh and that's where you know some of some of those shots translate like right now like you know you, you're watching I, I keep going back to the to the wimbledon finals but it's like i felt like whenever the guy if the guy's got the racket on it the ball's ball was in play where like i was like struggling just to get the racket on the ball which is crazy. It sounds, you know, it sounds crazy for me to talk about that right now, but it's like, it literally like the, the, the returns were such a issue for me. Uh, and that created a lot more pressure on serving. And so I was very volatile. Uh, so if, if the days, if I'm like returning, well, shit, I mean, I'll, I'll, I was, I was going to, you know, create trouble for a lot of other players and you know, I beat guys that were top 10, a bunch of guys that were about top 10, but then I also lost to guys that were 300 because, um, yeah, if the returns were off and, and the serve was a little bit off, it just creates so much more pressure. And it's just, uh, um, but you know, I would say then you know, going back to you know, sixty or and once you once you're like top fifteen in the world, you got to have some uh, massive weapon and, and some physical you know uh, abilities. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you know somebody like um, uh, you know. Zverev or or even even uh rude or or some of these guys that are top 10 right now i mean like gosh i mean they're they're just smoking the ball and they're six foot well rude is not but Zverev is you know lanky and he can he can grind he's like he makes every 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 ball um where where um you know i, I just i just wasn't that type of a player and, and a lot of the guys that maybe don't don't get to that you know top 20 top 30 level uh they, they don't have that consistency and the physical power, power at the same time. Do you, you remember a guy that you played? I know you played Djokovic, but let's not pick like maybe the best player. Of yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Oh, really, even if a guy that's like you know been a top five guy, do you remember a guy that you know that you played maybe once or twice that just made you want like a horrible <laughs> quit? Yeah, yeah. It was there. there well, there's uh, two in in particular. Two in particular. Um, I mean, lefties gave me lefties gave me an issue, but I like you know I, I battled. Um, but like two guys that were righties that just like, ugh, I hated the like, court feel man. <laughs> you could, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, one was actually Gasquet. <laughs> um, and it was like, I played him in a, I won my first round match in Australia against Italian potatoes. No, is it Italian? I can't remember who I'd be first round. Anyway, second round I had to play Gasquet. Actually, I take it back. I beat Gilles Simon first round. Played really, really well. That's a, like smoked them. He would smoke my guys like, that I would like. No, no, what? No part of it. <laughs> he likes like for him. Like he, I, I knew that he could not hurt me. There was nothing he could hurt me with. And I, if I was just patient, like he didn't like slice. I would come in like just like on an off ball and just. I beat him two zero oh, and two. 
I remember like just where he was so like, he didn't want to like shake my hand at the end. He was just like so frustrated with himself. Um, and then I played Gasquet. It was a completely different animal. The balls were like, it was, it was the old rebound ace. And so the ball, it got kind of hot or windy that day, whatever it was. And the, I felt like I, like I was like a beginner. I like everything was out of my strike zone. He was his ball. He would stand back and hit this backhand return that I didn't know what to do with. Like I was trying to serve in volley. It was like hopping off my, off my, off my racket. Or if I was like standing back, I was like up against the fence, just trying to, like it was, ugh, it was ugly. And then the other one was, it was kind of a dark time in, in 07. I kind of, I went through, like uh, a dark patch where I, I I felt like I was like playing well, but I had zero results to show for. And I lost some close matches and kind of went on this like losing streak. And I had to play Hewitt first round of the, of the U S open center court and Ash. And I was just like, Oh man, I did not want to be out there. It was, it was that uncomfortable. Um, It was, I think I lost call it, three, four, and four, three, four, and three, whatever it was. It was like one break each set, but it felt like, oh, oh, I no. Just feel- it was his his ball. Like It was like I, I had to play out of my mind to win it. I felt, like, I felt like I had to earn every point. There was zero free points given. And his ball was coming in kind of like a, like a yeah, it was like a side, He's like- side winder. So many yeah. balls. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, and I was just like, oh, my God. Did not, not, I was not mentally there for that match. Just like I, I just could not. And so, um, yeah, so th- those were two in particular. I'm sure there was, you know, if I, if I had to play a Rafael Clay or something, I would have yeah. been, yeah, yeah, that, that would have been a tough one. Um, but yeah, besides that, I felt like, I felt like everyone, like I was like, I felt like I was in the match. I, I, like I had a chance. I, I, like I never, never once did I like walk walk into it and be like oh i'm just gonna like um you know just give, give up no it's it's like i just knew i was re- realistic that like hey i'm i don't have my best stuff today yeah and my like even my i'm not sure if even my best stuff would be uh <laughs> would, would match up well again so uh but anyways it was uh yeah was, those are good ones can't win them all Strange. yeah just, you're like you know, even if you, it never is going to feel good. Or if it, and if you do win a point, it's going to be like, that may have been like one of the better points I can play, you know? Yeah. Actually, funny enough, uh, funny enough against Hewitt, we had one point where I think I might've even hit a tweener. There was like some, some crazy rally that I won and somehow ended up, ended up, uh, I think being like the top 10 plays of the, whatever the sports center or us open or whatever. And it, like that was the only highlight of that match that I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> the rest you just had to burn. It's like a, it's like a, a, a blur, a blur, a blur. Yeah. So you're, I know you're doing, you're heavy in pickleball. We've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually have some buddies out there. One that I grew up, you may know him, this guy, Thomas Wilson. Um, he, yeah. was, uh, he was at tech. I knew him from juniors and he actually came to tech a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, well, it's obviously, and we're in Austin. I mean, this I feel is yeah. number one, but it's it's on a short list of like this is the city that I mean, it contributes to more pickleball content and players. I know that there's stuff out at Dreamland that a lot of guys yeah uh, play at yeah. Where, how are you involved? Because I don't. We've never talked about how you're, but I know you're involved in it. So just you clear. Yeah. here on your involvement and what you do and i know there's different entities so i don't want to say the wrong one so w- which one yeah, yeah yeah no 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 so so uh loosely i'm involved in kind of all of it to be honest what? um i was i was very fortunate that i got introduced to steve coon who's the founder of it about 10 years ago literally when i moved here to austin at the time he was sitting on the board of andy Roddick foundation he was running a hedge fund i was transitioning into a world of finance um, and and he, yeah and so he became like a friend and a mentor and we ended up just hitting it off and became like very very close friends six or seven years ago he wanted to do this like a little like a pickleball exhibition here in austin during south by southwest which is a big media uh tech conference 
And so at the time I was actually doing some work separately. I was working at UBS, but I was doing a little, uh, little side project with Andre Agassi who happened to be coming to town uh, for something else. Andy was already here in town. And so Steve was like, Hey, let's get a little pickleball exhibition together. And we'll, you know, I think I saw at his house. I'm sure. I saw this online. I, I think I may even knew his. I wasn't, I was, I thought it was going to be like a little hit and giggle in the backyard. Yeah. That ended up being like the, the, like a launching pad for, for Steve to become this like unofficial commissioner of pickleball, which was just like his passion, passion project. But like ended up becoming this thing where like with Gary Vaynerchuk came in and like he had his people and there was live streaming. There were, um, there was like three or 400 people at his house. I still have the videos. Um, but uh, it ended up being just kind of like this this passion project for Steve at the time. He re- retired from the hedge fund, went into all all into this, and you know he would keep he would call me. He's like, "Hey, um, I, th- I think this could be the, the biggest sport. I think it's the most fun sport, you know, more, most accessible, uh, affordable, all this stuff." I'm like, "Steve, I love it. I actually really do. I really enjoy playing playing." Uh, but I was like, "I think he's got the stupid name. Got to get rid of the name," um, and. And, you know, if we can't get rid of the name, let's at least get some like other athletes to give it like more credibility just to just so it's like it's not your grandparents sport you know, or your aunts and uncles that are playing. It's, it's actually like, listen, there's some real athletes playing this. And so that's kind of how we started brainstorming a bunch of things and business concepts and kind of in the, the whole uh, ecosystem of, of potentially like what Top Golf has done for, for, for uh, golf you know, maybe there's some business opportunities there and real estate and whatnot. We um, started, uh, you know, that was kind of happening. COVID happened and we put that on a back burner. Meanwhile, um, Steve had this existing piece of land that he built out this facility called Dreamland. And then he was like, okay, now I think it's, we're ready to actually to create something that I think could be fun um, and agnostic, you know, because at that point there were two existing, um, leagues it was app and ppa uh, it's, it sounds like a bunch of alphabet soup but uh there were two existing leagues where like players were playing across both so think of it as like um you know uh it's like pga tour and europe european tour like guys were playing across nobody really cared but what we wanted to do was we wanted to create like a rider cup like and it was like like this big event but because pickleball is so unique we actually wanted to do just like men and women together on the team, which as you know, we like, I, I just talked about a little bit of some of the stuff, you know, with, with tennis being such an individual selfish, but individual sport can be lonely as well. If you're not playing well, if you don't thread friends out there on the tour, this is like more like, Hey, it's fun. We're not, we're not, you know, trying to be uh, like at the time, at least it was like, we're not trying to be like, like, you know, the next NBA or something, but it was uh Let's make it. Let's make it a fun, and let's prove the concept. And so, uh, we kind of helped put that together initially with some eight teams, some local people here in town, some uh, some out of towners. That's when I got James Blake involved, and, and Mark Lazary, and, and a few others. And uh, and then from there on, it just became this the whole different animal. Now that's you know, a lot of tennis tennis uh, purists are hating on me and, and some of the work, but uh, but it, I I think it's I think it's phenomenal. I think I think it could be. It's it's getting more people involved. Uh, I love to tell a story. I met my wife at the US US Open in two thousand eight. To this day, she doesn't know how to how to uh, keep score or, or how to hit a forehand or backhand. It was just not her thing. It was always intimidating, and this is always intimidating for her, even though she's a way better athlete than I am. You know? um, but she's the one that that's you know getting me to go play with other couples and other leagues, and we go play pickleball. And our kids are now like love to like just make contact and hit balls and it's just like why would you hate on that i love it i think it's great and i think i think it can be a gateway for tennis it can be also a, a longer runway for a lot of the senior people to 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 play yeah I, i've only played a couple times i'm not an annoying tennis purist about it at least i don't think i am i uh i'm not sure i think i'm slowly getting to the point where i'm watching it is kind of a different story i think just for me and maybe that's because i've just done tennis for so long and it's just like it's just the nature of pickleball is a little smaller now playing it is is awesome i really enjoyed the last couple of times because now i'm just like learning something and it feels like yeah um you know it feels like something that i can pick up on a little bit which is nice there's some like immediate feedback very similar to tennis 
right? Yeah. Which, which is great. So I'm not, yeah. It seems like there's some money flying into it, you know, obviously. I mean, there, that's there's no real avoiding that. I mean, there's a financial component. I don't pretend to know anything about that or projecting if it's, but I mean, I know the prizes for some of these team events have been pretty, it's not, it's, it's, there's some money there. I mean, so it seems like it, yeah. it seems to be pretty sticky and like, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And, and it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a very fluid situation. It's, um, you know, it's evolving as well as, you know, the whole TV contract situations and sponsors and corporate sponsors and, and eyeballs and all that stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's, I, I think tennis is like worried. Um, uh, and, and down the road, maybe they should be, I, I think all the grand slams and all that stuff, I don't think they should be worried. But some some of these some of these other uh, events, I don't know, maybe 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 uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's it's um, as TV figures or, or as as Major League Pickleball and and all, all these other platforms figure out a way how to better um, uh, translate it from from the actual event to to TV, it's gonna get it's gonna get even better. I mean, I, I was. I, slightly biased right now obviously because i'm involved with it but i've been to now i don't know how many of these uh mlp events and i can tell you i mean some of the best you mentioned you know thomas wilson there's there's a lot of these ex-collegiate players that are coming in <laughs> and, and, and pro players that, that are coming in playing and the level is gone oh my god and it's and it's athleticism that the the um dynamic like and it's quick that's another thing like we're I think on average, every seven seconds, a point is played yeah. and you're, you're constantly just like there's action versus like tennis. It's, yeah. you know, 30, 40 seconds, sort of depending on, on some of the players. And, 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 and it's also a lot shorter. It's on average four shots versus like, you know, a lot more impeccable. And so it's just, uh, I, th- I don't know if, 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 um, if, Pickleball figures out a way to really translate it from like live events. Like if you're watching the courtside band, it's amazing. It's one of the, uh, it's really, really cool too. Like if they, if they can figure out how to properly televise it, I think, I think uh, there's a, a lot more. Um, I'm, I'm definitely bullish on it, but I, I'll be even more bullish. No, I'm with you. I mean, like you said, I know that um, I don't know them personally. I've coached against them a few times. Like I know uh, Johnson twins that played at SMU, they're already kicking out. Yeah, Alshon Kid and Ignata, which they played college. Ten- they were like elite level juniors. I don't. They may not like yeah. the best tennis players, but like they're clearly like elite tennis players. And he's playing Division One. Yeah, yeah. The Johnson twins like one challengers and like the skill set. And uh, yeah, you know. So, but I, that was going to be the one point you talked about, which is, and I've never been to one, and I probably should find my way out to Dreamland. They they do an event yeah. time there. It's great. It's very clear to me that being on site for a tournament. Oh. is awesome like and i don't you could because it almost just seems like a little bit of a party it doesn't it's not yeah. like a future it's like they're all because you guys oh. there's booths and there's you know there, there's there's game there's side they've it seems like being there and then like you said watching it to some degree more in person again i've just never done it but i'm not going to pretend like i yeah. get it i am i can totally see that spending four hours you know, and you, you see them after they come, it's, you're, you're on top of these guys. That's another kind of fun thing. I mean, you're, yeah. you are, you are behind, you know, yeah. Johns. you are behind Tyson and you're, you're on top of these. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's very personable. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like the, the community around it. It's very communal, like even when you're playing, but also when you, even when you're watching, um it's it'll be interesting to see like how some of that changes as the venues get bigger as more corporate sponsors come in like you know major league pickleball we already have anheuser-busch and toyota has come in and you know insurance companies are coming in so like as you're building out like there's going to be a a sweet spot of like hey we want to maintain this um again like being the ability to be that up close and personal with with the players and and uh, the the events, um, but at the same time, you know, there's you got to think about the economics on the back end as well. So it's like that. That's that's thankfully there are much smarter people in, in the rooms are now sitting at the positions that are that are handling this. 
um, and our, our and our figuring out the future for there. I'm just sitting kind of on the sidelines right now. I helped get it off the ground, and uh, and I'm uh, um, as you can see, I'm wearing my hat right here, uh, Frisco Pandas. I'm a, I'm a part owner of a team with some friends. Uh, we just uh, we just brought in um, the the guys from Dude Perfect and and Dak Prescott. So it's like uh, it's been fun little little journey, little side project that's been uh, that's been keeping me busy. But it's uh, it's it's fun because connecting the world and you know, staying in the world of athletic or, or sports. Um, still a little bit of tennis as well because a lot of the tennis guys and girls are coming over, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I'll wrap up here, but you, you told me you're going to play Andy and pickleball soon. Is that? <laughs> no, actually tennis. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Shocking. I'm actually like a little bit uh, scared about that right now. Uh, no, all kidding aside, I've actually, yeah, we're, we're, we're playing September 28th here in Austin. It's for the Androtic Foundation. Um, I just got a text from him and said, Hey, I need you to, to, to jump in and play some singles with me. I said, sure. Um, but I, uh, I, I, I need, I need to, I need to get ready. So, uh, I may be hitting you up to go hit some balls and, and, and get ready and, uh, do some, do some side to side buckets or something just to get me in shape or at least work on my returns. Cause I know that for sure is needs work. Trying uh, on maybe finding a few free ones there. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you've stayed in touch with Andy. I'm, I don't know. I know you know, he was a groomsman at your wedding. Is it as you guys have changed in the different portions of your life? I know you play a lot of golf. I know Marty, that's not even a real conversation. He's like a superhero at golf. Basically. Is it still a little chirpy between you guys or is everyone? Uh, enough? Of course, of course, of course it's, it's chirpy. Like it's chirpy when it comes to golf. It's chirpy when it comes to, uh, I actually haven't played pickleball. Uh, I haven't played pickleball with Andy since that time. Uh, Steve and I beat him and Andre Agassi. Yep, that's that's for real. Um, but uh, we um, we de- definitely chirping on the golf course. Oh my god, it's 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 awesome. I love it. It's good. Yeah, I imagine that's again even going back to when you guys were maybe training together. I imagine those were like volatile practices at times. A lot of a lot of shit being taught and i'm like everyone has their moments where it's like he's i'll tell you i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you one andy little tidbit um and he knows we we laugh about this all the time now but first time i got invited to be a a davis cup hitting partner uh i was i was uh it was in delray we're playing against sweden um and so i was practicing with andy and first practice, we get together, and I'm like, you know, warming up, and, and I get to the net, and Andy starts just rifling balls at like at like trying to trying to hit me, and I'm just like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. and like one of the one of the balls, I kind of like leave a little bit shorter, and you know, it's it's about to bounce, through. I think bounce twice. He 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 uh, he doesn't want to admit it, but I'm like getting ready to take out another ball and feed it in, and he hits that ball that was like on the second bounce and just pops me right in the chest uh in the ribs and um that was his thing like whenever the new practice partner would come on board like that was like that was his christening you know to 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 uh or initiation if you want to call it i didn't did not want to give him the uh the uh the joy of knowing how much it hurt but i had to like pull up my shirt and it was like there was there was a it started like kind of break through the skin like and it was definitely blood not blood but like you know definitely more than red um so he always he loves telling that story and it's and he's just and that's kind of like you know uh maybe if i was if i was a little bit more like that as well i, I try to be like friendly with anybody maybe if i was i was uh like that as well maybe i would have uh i would have been like you know top top 50 or top 20 whatever <laughs> and all you, got. you have to be you have to be wired a little bit differently but that but that has like even now in golf like he's he's like i don't think he's even trying to be competitive but he is and it's just it's, it's just andy seems like someone like james though is nice is or does he will he defend oh he's nice but he's like a cold-blooded killer though <laughs> <laughs> i know i know golf all oh. the thing now i he will, I think you can talk he will, about golf. I feel like because he just he's on a different James, James will James will like laugh and be like the nicest guy while he's taking your money on the golf course. 
<laughs> See, that's that's the best stuff, man, because it's just like you guys have just known each other, I feel like, for so long. Like, it's still... Thankfully, better than him now, so I don't know. I don't pay him. <laughs> <laughs> you just say, hey, like, we'll do double or nothing next time. You know, like, you can't... You just have to swim out of it. That's fun, man. Well, anyways, so you're playing tennis with him the 28th. That's good. Yeah, we'll get out there. But I... uh yeah, I can. I'll serve from the service line to try to get you. <laughs> Perfect. 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 Thanks for this. I know you've got. You got to go back to awesome. dad duty and everything like that. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Okay. Jumping on. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.